Hello everyone, welcome to We Hate People, the podcast for people that can't be bothered to unsubscribe. This is episode, I'm not sure... 17! 17! Is that, is that a 17? Did I, I Yep, one, one seven. Right, 17, recorded Monday, September the 5th, 2016. I'm your host, Simon Potter, and with me is a man who has been offered a job with the Vatican Bank based on his ability to hide money. But before we cross to him, we have a short PSA. On the backpack loaded up with things and knickknacks too. Anything that you might need, I got inside for you. Backpack, 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 yeah! Yeah, and now the man himself, David Holloway. How are you, sir? Good, Dora, I miss you. And a big shout-out to Uncle George in the Vatican, too. Yes, may he burn in hell for eternity. <laughs> um, now, I, I, before I forget, I, I, I've got exciting news. We had some fan feedback. <gasps> no. I didn't even mention it before the show. I've got it on good authority, and I'm not going to mention names at all. It's Dale, I, isn't it? I, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that someone has said that they either go to bed with us or Richard Feidler. Um, you know who... Please tell me you know who Richard Feidler is. Yes. You do or you don't? Be honest. There's no shame in not knowing. Uh, not a clue. Richard Feidler was part of the Doug Anthony All-Stars, but he, he's the host on the ABC, The Conversation Hour at 11 o'clock every morning. Interviews, does really amazing interviews with all sorts of people. Mm. So if, if, you like, if you want a really in-depth, interesting podcast, if you go to the ABC website, abc.net.au, and I think it's The Conversation Hour, it's called. It's absolutely brilliant. So anyway, this unnamed person goes to bed with either us or Richard Feidler. The only difference being Richard Feidler pumps out five episodes a week. We do five a year. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, hi, Gar. Uh, anyway, on this episode, we may or may not get around to discussing North Korea, a real place or something Trey Parker and Matt Stone made up, the virtuals of reality. Do you exist and can you prove it? And how NASA thinks civilization will end up and why the Hunger Games was right. So, David, on a completely unrelated note, how are you and what have you been doing? Um, too much work, too much study and a bit of rock and rolling, which I just inflicted on you before the show. So anyone that loves a good bit of honky-tonk woman, I'm your man. Um, is, is, is that a euphemism? <laughs> it could be. I bet you it has been used as that prior... So, yeah, look, just busy, mate. Um, I, I've missed not doing this. How, has it been more than a month? Only just, I think. I think we're just over a month. Yeah, only just. So, um, lots happened, obviously. We've had more people die. Uh, oh, well, um, what's her name? Died. Willy Wonka died. Mother Teresa died. Or was she canonised? I can't remember. She it's was canonised, and apparently she was an evil, evil woman. I have heard this, but on the plus side, the uh, the Pope held a special pizza day for the poor. So the poor got to eat pizza. The trouble is it's Italian pizza, which means it's bugger all with sod all on top, <laughs> as opposed to good, solid Australian or American pizza, which is actually a substantial meal and not an aperitif of nothing. Yep, yeah, very true. Yeah, we must talk about Mother Teresa one day. I, I read an interesting article last night saying that she was a bit of a uh, enjoyed the suffering of the poor but I, I don't feel I can make any more comment than that based on one website article that well on barely any proof or evidence that's a pretty pretty massive declaration to just be throwing out there and leaving yeah dying. no they had good sources this was a guy yeah the, it was an interesting article but yeah, I don't have the sources in front of me, so I'm not about to spread it in case lightning strikes while we're... Th Actually, that'd be one hell of a podcast. I, I don't know. You said sources and spread it, and I'm back to pizza again. <laughs> so, Love it. Mm, that's, mm. that's when you spend the day having diet shakes and celery. Oh, you want a diet? I want a diet. Diets don't work. As Garfield said, diet is die with the tea. I don't know what the T stands for. Probably terrible. 
Yeah, but diets don't work. Science has proven it. Oh, bugger science. Science hasn't proven anything. So how's it going? Are you one day in or a week in or a month in or you don't, just don't want to talk about it? Third week. Okay. Well, you, should, you dropped some weight? Third week. I don't know. I'm not one of these people who... Two ways. But who, uh, you know, they, they get a, gear, a beer gut. A gear gut. A beer gut. I don't get one of those. I just tend to put it on everywhere. So, you know, I, I start to attract small moons before I actually notice. It just goes on everywhere. I just yeah, I know I, that feeling. Mass. Yes. Oh, aging, we love you. Aging's fun. I like it. On the good side, once you get to about 70, I think it is, you actually want to have a little bit of extra weight on. And so if you can get to 70 and you've got a little bit of weight on, you're laughing. I don't want to get to 70. I can't afford it. I, I have Bender's, uh, Bender from Futurama. He, he had a retirement plan. That's my retirement plan. It's, he turns his um, on-off switch to off. I think that's a far better way to go rather than just lingering. But what, to, but imagine... Old people diseases. But imagine if we can live in destiny by then and just, you know, do endless gaming in virtual I, reality. That I would, I would definitely be, um, put my hand up for that, I think. Uh, that or GTA 5, because I spent a terrible <laughs> time over. I, I have a ritual now in GTA. What I basically do is I get up in the morning, uh, have half a bottle of beer wander out onto my balcony and then take a few pot shots at the neighbour across the road. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's quite satisfying. That beats, you know, you kids get off my lawn. That's better than that. Why waste words when, yeah. you've, got a, a, when you've got a firearm? Really? <laughs> I like it. So if only we had a discussion point around, you know, living in the virtual rather than the real. If only we did, David, and if only we had a host who would actually move us in that direction. Unfortunately, we don't. Bugger. <laughs> uh, so, Sunday Review. You've read, do you want to give us a synopsis of the, uh, this fascinating little article? Yeah, without sounding like a wanker that says, I saw this in the New York Times, but I saw this in the New York Times, um, and it's called The Virtues of uh, Reality. Um, so I'm going to ex very quickly paraphrase it. So since the 90s, been two broad social changes. One, youth cultures become less violent, believe it or not, less promiscuous, I can understand that, and more responsible, believe it or not. And in America, they're claiming childhood is safer than ever before. So teenagers drink and smoke less, which is true. The millennial generation has fewer sexual partners than its parents, and teen birth rate has traced a two-decade decline. So bloody blah but over the same period, us adults have become less responsible and less obviously adult. For the first time in over a century, more 20-somethings live with their parents than in any other arrangement. Mar marriage rate is way down, and despite a high out of wedlock birth rate, American fertility just hit an all-time low. Men especially are dropping out of the workforce, and younger men more so than older men. So why? It's a technology-driven hypothesis this author makes. So a mix of youthful safety and adult immaturity may be a feature of life in a society increasingly shaped by the internet's virtual realities. You know, I don't think they're right. Don't you? I, I know, I think they are right. So, um, as I say, you can see how an online culture would make adolescent life less dangerous. So you've got pornography to take the edge off teenage sexual appetite, which I think that's a contentious statement, but anyway... Video games instead of fisticuffs, I agree with that. Or contact sports as a, uh, sorry, video games instead of fisticuffs or contact sports as an outlet for hormonal aggression. Yeah, to some extent. Um, sexting and selfie selfie enabled masturbation is a safer alternative to hooking up. That's definitely true. Yeah. And and what? Sorry, cheaper and cheaper. Um, online hangouts instead of keggers in the field, which I assume is the equivalent in Australia of... That's more of a rural thing, to, you know, taking a keg down to the reserve and everyone circling their utes around. Um, yeah, I remember that well. Yep. More texting and driving, but less driving. One of the most dangerous teen activities overall. That's true too. A lot less drive, teen drivers on the road. I think I know why. It's because they're all trying to rear-end me in GTA 5. Yeah, Exactly. 
So it, it proves our hypothesis that gaming is the panacea the world needs. I think it probably is. Um, the question is, though, Simon... Yes. ...whether this substitution is habit-forming and soul-shaping and whether it extends beyond dangerous team behaviour to include things essential to long-term human flourishing, marriage, work, family, and all that old-fashioned meat space stuff. Mm, that's a very interesting question, David. It almost sounds like you read that instead of it being <laughs> a question. Well, why, if, why not read the New York Times? It's going to be better than anything that comes out of my mouth. It just proves that modern journalists do not know how to punctuate. Oh, no, I probably just read it badly. Read the freaking stuff aloud, people, before you publish. Honestly, what is wrong with people? Well, that's certainly the impression left whenever journalists try to figure out why young people aren't marrying or dating or, in some cases, even seeking sex. That's because most journalists these days are bloggers and they don't leave their bloody living rooms. <laughs> so you got the answer at all. The same impression is left by research on younger men dropping out of the workforce. Their leisure time has been filled to a large extent by gaming. No. And happiness studies suggested that they are pretty content with the trade-off. So, bugger marriage and work, let's game. Why would you think that was a good thing? Well, when you've got GTA and Pornhub, what else do you really need? Your, your essential hunter-gatherer instincts are already being met. Yes. But so... You is the human race doomed? That's what you're telling us, basically, isn't it? We're well, it's doomed. funny you say that, because the next paragraph, not that I would read it, is that um, it wasn't so long ago that people worried about a digital divide in which online access would be a luxury good that left the bottom half behind. But if anything, the virtual world looks like, wait for it, an opiate for the masses. The poor spent more, more time online than the rich, and it's the elite, the Silicon Valley elite, in some striking cases, that's more likely to limit the use of devices in their homes and schools to draw distinctions between screen time and real time. Probably some truth behind that. Very much so. It's, it's kind of bread and circuses for the modern age when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and really with the advent or the oncoming advent of virtual reality it does make you wonder are we are we on the verge of a i mean there's been fundamental changes up to this point but they might seem incremental everyone always jokes these days about plugging into the matrix blah 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 but what if we're not actually that far away from that as you say yeah. that opiate isn't that, isn't that a preferable alternative? You can look the way you want to look. You can be the person you want to be. You can dress how you want to dress. Uh, you can reside in the place you, you dream of that you couldn't possibly afford. That's right. In the real world. What is to pull you back into the here and now if everything you ever wanted is out there already? And that, it's, an, it's an interesting point, really, because I, I, again, I come back to GTA Five. But when you come back, to, when you when you really think about the way that that um, sandbox exists, it's uh, it does provide an awful lot of the the basic needs that you have as a human being, as yeah. far as uh, status and comfort. Obviously, you you can't sit on your couch, etc. It's it's not real. But then you could also start to question, well, what is real? How real does something have to be for it to matter? When is real enough good enough? That's right. And, and you'd understand some of this because you've been a proponent and uh, been very interested in Second Life for a very <laughs> time now. Yes. I haven't used it in about two years except for one quick dive in, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it was you could argue, the first serious immersive 3D world that people got totally caught up in. And that really was a social phenomenon. Is it still, a, I suppose it's, to a subset, it still is a social phenomenon. It is. Phenomenon. So my understanding is it's, it's still going strong. It's not growing, I don't think, but there's still a very solid cohort of, I don't know, tens of thousands of people using it, if not hundreds. Um, and, you know, it's fascinating for what it is. If you if you never use Second Life, don't slag it before you try it, although the graphics are obviously not looking great nowadays, but it's a fascinating little environment. 
let's be honest, the graphics in Second Life are about one step above that um, that uh, Dire Straits empty. I love my empty. <laughs> It's not quite that bad, but yeah, I don't care. You're not that far off. <laughs> it's it's not tasting well. It really isn't. But I mean, everyone from, you know, the, the hype in 2006 to 2008 was enormous around that. Everyone was on the bandwagon. I remember doing endless media interviews with, you know, Red Simons and all the commercial radio stations and even TV. They were all fascinated with it was the way of the future. Well, it wasn't. But I'd argue what we're looking at now is getting damn close to it. Mm. There's there's a, a movie is uh, the Wachowskis did it, and uh, some people like it, a lot of people don't like it, and that's actually going to feed into a topic we may or may not get around to discussing later, uh, called Cloud Atlas. And there's a, a section in there. It's uh, one of the future areas of it where you've got a character basically entering a room that's really kind of, you know, stained concrete and really not much else. But by kicking the thing off into motion, uh, it basically projects a... a, a, um, How would you put it? Uh, The the walls, uh, basically the, the comfort level of the place increases exponentially because it's projected onto the walls, onto the surfaces. Oh, yes. You perceive it to be a more opulent space than it actually is. And when you think about it, virtual reality, yes, that's one thing, but augmented reality is another thing. So in that, you you could be living in a, in a, a concrete box, but if you can perceive it electronically as something far more opulent and you can... You can buy and trade and basically decorate it the way you want in a augmented or virtual sense. Then suddenly the need to actually own fine furnishings or even adequate furnishings or art or appliances, it's, it's a little bit like 3D printing. The, the value of an object decreases dramatically by the uh, its accessibility. Yeah. So if it's something you can just, it, it's a little bit like uh, if you think about back in the day when you you'd have to, uh, you take your pictures, you take your film, get your film out the camera, take the film down to, uh, I don't know, the photo booth or whatever, get it developed, and you get your prints. And then those things would be the things you put in your album, and they, unless you got a reprint, that, that was, was it. The, that was the picture. That was it. That was that moment in time incarnate. Nowadays, it's digital. You've got copies of this on that cloud service or That's this. That's right. Every, everything's become duplicated to a point where it almost becomes meaningless and we've become very careless with that data. Unless, of course, something terrible happens and everything, you know, the, the you can't act. You've got your password. You can't get into it. Then suddenly, it it acquires a, a new level of value. Yeah, yeah. But has everything becoming digital really just kind of devalued a lot of a lot of the things that used to be quite precious? Absolutely. I mean, books are the other obvious example. True. And stationery. Stationery is now devalued. I love stationery. Now you walk into a stationery store, I love looking at it, but you go, I don't need it anymore. Well, what do you use it for? I mean, what was the last thing you, you printed at home? That's a what book? I mean. Like, I love looking at notebooks and exercise books and all the, those things. You go And going into Typo or some of those stores, you go, oh, that's a really cool journal or notebook. But you'd never buy them because why would you use them? Yeah, well, the few times I have bought a notebook, I actually haven't written in them because I didn't feel like what I was going to write in them was special enough. That's right. For it. So you end up not using the damn thing at all. I bought a beautiful hardcover home, like hand-bound notebook from England in 1997 that's still sitting yeah. here unwritten in because I can't bear myself to soil it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? 
Oh, plus I'm waiting for the zombie apocalypse when all the internet dies and then I've got a fresh notebook to write in. Yeah, because writing down your thoughts and journaling your experiences is going to be the first thing you think of as you're trying to use a spade to kill something. <laughs> but at night, you know, when you've spaded, you know, a dozen things to death, you've got to get your feelings out on paper sometime. If you didn't get your, your feelings out by smashing something, something's head to a pulp with a spade, I don't know what other feelings you yeah, could be talking about. But what if it's your mum that you've spaded that day, she's turned, you've had to, you know, shovel to the head, surely you'd want to write down, sorry mum, or something like that? You just bring everything to a dark place, don't you? <laughs> it's too much of The Walking Dead. And I haven't even caught up on Fear the Walking Dead. It's re- it started after its mid-season break, and I've got two episodes waiting there unwatched. Uh, so is that how you think the world will end, or are you oh. like, think it will end some other way? Oh, that's nice. Um, NASA apparently, yeah, spent some money, and I'm not sure how this fits within NASA's remit. I, or, uh, NASA obviously has a remit that's much wider than what I thought. Um, yeah, they commissioned someone to do, or people, some people to do a study on how they think the world will end, and I don't know that the results are particularly surprising. As far as what they're saying is, says David, waiting for the article to load so he can once again paraphrase. <laughs> um, it's com- they're comparing it to Rome, really, that because of increasing economic inequality and growing limitations on natural resources that'll all go to shit like it did in Rome and like Rome we may not see it coming and it'll happen quickly well the thing is history is replete with this kind of thing you only have to look at um, Central and South America all of the the great cultures that um, appeared and then mysterious mysteriously vanished did very much had very much the same thing uh, it was a case of basically the the the, uh, the urban areas grew to a point where the agricultural infrastructure simply couldn't sustain it and the whole thing kind of imploded. Yeah. It's happened before, and is it possible it could happen again? Absolutely. You'd be, you'd be an idiot not to think that it, it possibly could. Uh, it's, you only got to think just as far back as, um, well, probably Syria would be one example, but certainly um, uh, pre-World War II Germany. No one ever thought it would get to that point. Mm. No one, well, some people did, obviously. They're the ones that got the hell out of Dodge as quickly as possible. But uh, the majority of people didn't think it would go that far. They didn't think people could be so unreasonable. Um, we seem to be entering a similar <laughs> period uh, now. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome to the past. It's the future. But... Yeah. Uh, You've only got to look at what's going on in America, what's going on in Britain, what's going on in Germany. Angela Merkel, sorry, but the uh, the exit is right over there. Mm. But I mean, just to to put a bit of to be Mister Positive for a minute. I mean, all the uh, there was a great article that I don't have a link to at the moment that said that basically, in comparison to all of world history, things have never been more positive. So there are less wars, comparative as far as number of deaths in wars, that, you know, child mortality is the lowest it's ever been, you know, human lifespans greater than it's ever been on the whole. Um, we're starting to tackle some of the big problems, and if you ignore climate change. Um, so there's a lot of people also say it's the best it's ever been, and, and things are different this time. I mean, I'd argue, unlike Roman times, if the government just forked out $8.95 a month for every citizen and gave every citizen Netflix, I don't think there'll ever be civil unrest. Well, that's bread and circuses again. Yeah, it is. That's a total opiate for the masses, but you just give everyone Netflix and um, a VR headset of decent quality, laughing. Who's going to cause a revolution? Well, that is the thing. Unfortunately, there's always you always get this little group of the, the intelligentsia who think they know best for everybody else, and they're usually the ones that start causing a bit of a mess. Thank God the, we're not them. They're the rabble rousers. No, no, I, I would be um, taking advantage of that situation, quite frankly, if uh, if I could be bothered. 
Fortunately for the rest, for everyone listening to this, I can't be bothered. So currently you're safe. That's right. So neither you or us will be the first up against the wall when the revolution comes, which from memory is a Douglas Adams quote. Mm, I think it might be, yes. Hitchhiker's Guide, one of those books was in there somewhere. That man was was a profound genius. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Could I just quickly divert to a a mini book review? Neil Gaiman. Yes. Legend. Yes. Has released a book of uh, his non-fiction writings called... Oh, God... Um, I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute as I madly launch my ebook reader. Um, but yeah, book of his short, uh, his non-fiction writings over you know the last twenty years, absolutely brilliant. Cannot recommend highly enough. Um, says David. Stret- Here we go. Uh, the view from the cheap seats is the name. Neil Gaiman. Go out and buy it either in hard copy or ebook. It's well worth it. I don't know what led me to that, but he he did lots of interesting pieces on authors and libraries and all sorts of things. So he's, what, he's discussing the the good ones or...? Yeah, so it'll be everything from articles he's written for newspapers through to, like, uh, conference, like, you know, he goes to all those fantasy conferences as guests of honour and and the speeches he's done about the importance of reading libraries you know, um, knowledge, and then, yes, yeah, a really cool one about Stephen King was great, uh, Harlan Ellison, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. I'm only about halfway through, but it's brilliant. Neil Gaiman, The View from the Cheap Seats. It's funny you mentioned Stephen King because, really, a lot of critics have been quite unkind to him, even though he's been very successful. Yeah, he's the one that's going to be vindicated by history if we're all still around in 100 years as being one of the greatest authors of the 20th century, but he was written off at the time as a horror writer, which he so is not just a horror writer. No, no, he's definitely not. That said, though, there, there's a, probably quite a few people who I think history is going to vindicate, um, especially in the cinematic world. <laughs> like who? Oh, I don't know. There's a, there's a few movies. Cinema Blender's come up with a quite a good little article uh, about seemingly stupid movies that are way smarter than people give them credit for. People? What people? Well, probably you, dear listener, or at the very least, David. Yeah, so I'm, I'm only just loading it now. So I would agree, look, the South Park movie, I need to watch that again. It's been too long, but I, I definitely give it credit for being smarter than it looks on the surface, but that's South and Park in general. There's some great... Well, the, that's the funny thing is that movie uh, really is probably where South Park... marks the point where South Park starts getting smarter rather than just smutty. Yes, yeah. Uh, also, some great songs in that movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, uh, just, just to give you a cliff notes, everyone, um, the, the movies that uh, the Cinema Blend article mentions are... Uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, Idiocracy, which is which a great movie, Mike Judge production, Love Trop- that. which is freaking awesome. Yeah, see, I haven't seen that one. Haven't you? No, no. Oh my God, you really do need to, if only for the, the fake trailers at the beginning. All right, I'll be watching that. So it's, it's brilliant. I'm sure it's on Netflix by now, or Stan, possibly. Uh, Team America, World yeah, Police, good. another, that... Is brilliant if uh, uh, if you if you just for a movie if you want a bit of um, if you want some um, street tiles that look like croissants or you want uh, a prolonged puppet throwing up scene or you want <laughs> prolonged puppet sex then this is your movie. Uh, the other one they mentioned is Borat. Yeah. Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, great movie. I've never actually seen that. I don't really like Sasha Baron Cohen's style of humour. Okay, you'd probably like this, though. It's pretty... Although you've said before, because you're not a huge Gervais fan either, are you? No, I don't... 
I don't suffer the the whole humiliation bent of humor which these those guys specialize in uh and and that's fine that's uh that seems to be a i don't know is that an english thing yeah it is and, and i mean gavez is master of humiliating himself i'm going to see his latest movie tomorrow night that what the the david brent singing career one the life on the road yeah i even ordered it on vinyl so the vinyl double album arrived last week and it, it alone is worth the purchase i can't wait for the movie Oh, I look forward to your review of that. Yes. We all do. Yes. Uh, Now, uh, another movie on the list was Galaxy Quest. Haven't seen that one. How the hell is that even possible? But you haven't seen Borat, so you can't talk. Yes, I can. I can talk quite well. Um, Galaxy Quest, I'm aware of Galaxy Quest. I just don't don't know how I missed it. I don't know how you missed it either. But then I've missed the next one, Dogma, and I'm a Kevin Smith fan. So that's one of the his I haven't seen. That is a particularly good one. Yeah, because he's very hit and miss, I'd be the first to say. I think he would probably admit that as well. I find it especially interesting because he is uh, not pushing it in your face, but he is very, very Catholic. And he's perfectly comfortable being a Catholic and letting people know that he's Catholic. So it's a very interesting... It's an interesting movie from someone with that bent. But I suppose you can believe in something, believe in the the overarching narrative of it without getting lost in the pernickety nonsense that tends to go along with a lot of mainstream religions. And I think that's probably one of the points that the movie makes. However, you, after viewing it, might think something different. Yeah, but check right, that out. That's the great thing about all of these movies is you get out of it what you get out of it. So mm-hmm. you might just see something stupid and crass, or you might be able to look past that and see something more substantial, um, see a, a deeper message. Maybe there's not a deeper message. Are you talking here. about The Seven or Kevin Smith now? I'm talking about any of these movies. Yeah, yeah. You, because we can see the profound in all sorts of things. It really depends on our own individual experiences and how we interpret what's being presented to us. Now, whether that was what was intended by the the creator of the piece or whether it's just the thing that we got out of it, that's, that's the whole point of art. You can go and look at a, 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 a Jackson Pollock and just see something that looks like someone's drop sheet. Or you can see something deeper, more meaningful, more profound. It, art really does depend as much on the viewer as it does on the creator. Mm. And that's one of the amazing things about it. So that means that with our brilliant listeners, this is high art. High art, high fart, it's one of these things. <laughs> Stop groaning. No, no, I think well, I think we're definitely high art. Look, we've well, got people that compare us to Richard Feidler. Uh, who was that again? Yeah, don't worry. No one important. He's just like the Parkinson of Australia. Not uh, the disease either. Right, okay, good. I was just going there. <laughs> so is he above average intelligence? Below average intelligence? Richard Feidler, oh, I'd say average. He's average? Yeah. He's, he's average but profound? Yes, like us. Well, I, I take insult at that. You don't. You don't want to be profound. Ooh, nice turnaround. Well done, sir. Well played. So, is average intelligence and known university degree a problem? Is the question that we are leading to? And I would have thought absolutely bloody not. So this, yeah, this is on the borderline of politics. But for what it's worth. And putting the disclaimer that I have had the privilege of being a university graduate. Um, Thanks, Mum and Dad. I think that policy is skewed too far that university is touted as the be-all and end-all when it absolutely isn't. And that I reckon, I'm guessing here, a third of people that are currently going to university every year either aren't particularly interested in going or feel pressured to go 
um, to get some career that may not come out at the end of it anyway. So I think university's overdone. I think there's too many people going to university uh, at the expense of some really, really great trades, profe- uh, other professions that don't require university, or just playing good jobs, or gaming in virtual reality and just dropping out altogether. Well, that is a career that does not yet present itself, unfortunately. No. I mean, if you look at university course, I mean, they're saying what it's some ridiculous stat, like 40 or 50% of jobs in the next 10 that exist now in the next 10 years won't. And I would have thought university would be responsible for a whole bunch of those. The obvious one being accounting. Accounting has been on a death watch for a couple of years, and you can see in 10 years that the majority of accounting practices will be automated and you won't need accountants the majority of the time. But they're still churning out thousands of accountants. But that's because traditionally that's regarded as being a, a good, safe, well-paying. Yeah. And let's, let's face it, some people are, for reasons which escape me completely, some people are drawn to that because they find it interesting. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just... <laughs> What? I don't get it. I mean, the the only time I ever went to university, apart from just sort of cutting through the University of Auckland, was to go to a Pagan Alliance meeting. Nice. And, (laughs) yeah, university attracts interesting people. It does. Uh, That's all I really have to say on it. Uh, Being someone who has no university degree of any description, or, or any formal qualification for that matter. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sold on the idea of being able to learning the skills of researching and regurgitating what someone else thought. Uh, I'm sure that's all very useful, but if it doesn't simply if it's not simply a stepping stone to facilitating your own hypotheses, I don't really know what the, the benefit is. Quite and, that's, and that's where the conundrum is. So a good university course should do the absolute opposite to just getting you to regurgitate what other people think. You, you're absolutely right. It should be a, a background on which you build your own foundation or contrast different perspectives or whatever. But because of the focus on vocational outcomes, and my uni- like I'm from a nursing background, I'm a perfect example as far as the... the goal of that university education was definitely to think more broadly for yourself but the main objective was to churn out a relatively well-functioning nurse at the end of it all right um, albeit with some serious you know social sciences stuff in there and I know as you know I, I grew up with particular attitudes about all or different sorts of things and a, a few sociology subjects opened my mind a lot more than otherwise it would have been so that's one advantage but I think there's a whole lot of people that would have been better off pursuing outside of university. I mean, you've only got to look at most trades. Most tradies now would be earning twice what most university graduates are, probably having a better enjoyment of their job in a lot of cases. Yes. Um, Getting outdoors more, probably more physically healthy, certainly a lot less sedentary. So what is, what's the advantage of all churning out all these university graduates? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And it's uh, there's one thing um, if you're producing something to fill, fulfil a need, and let's face it, at this point, uh, education has become an industry rather than a vocation. Yeah. Uh, it's if if society can absorb these people with these qualifications and these skills, fine. But as it is, we seem to, at least in this part of the world, as a society, need less accountants and less lawyers and more plumbers and more electricians and more... Business. That's right. Because you're not going to have robots, at least in the foreseeable future, doing a lot of the plumbing and electrical work. Definitely not. The dexterity and just the problem solving. It's, it's not a mass... It's a, it's a bespoke aspect of things. Yeah. And when I say near future, I'm talking 10 to 15. I mean, in 30 years, anything's up for grabs, but I think it's True. that far off. Yeah, even even creativity. There's uh, there's uh, been a couple of interesting apps that have appeared where you take a f- you can uh, submit a photo that you've taken and select a famous work of art 
that you like the look of or that you would like to impose that that look or that feel or that appearance onto and it will do a mix-up basically and it's quite amazing yeah and that's not creativity but it's an awfully good facsimile of it and really isn't that what it comes to all of this ultimately comes down to is does artificial intelligence actually have to be intelligent or does it simply have to be able to represent a sufficiently convincing facsimile of intelligence and the same with creativity or anything else how when when is is good enough sufficient no oh you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean and what's i'm trying to think what that great movie is uh, that covers that issue from a relationship viewpoint. The real, the attractive female robot. It's only been in the last few years. Cherry two thousand. No, no, it wasn't. It was another one. It, I think it had Academy Award and no, nominations and everything. Anyway, oh, as, long as, as long as it's not that piece of crap Deus Ex. No, no, no. God, I could see the way that was going to end from a mile off. Um, not a not a cinema cinematographic. Cinemagraphic? Is, is cinemagraphic a word? Cinematic. cinematic. Not a masterpiece like Suicide Squad. <laughs> that was a good movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think we talked about that on Flashpoint, didn't we? It was fun. Ex and Machina. Ex Machina was the movie. Oh, Deus, sorry, Deus Ex is the game. It, oh, so you said Ex Machina was a piece of great. Yeah, I thought when you said Deus Ex, I thought, I thought that's a video game. It is. The, the phrase is Deus Ex Machina. So, but they just chose the last two words, and I got the first two words. Oh, you see, I quite like that. Oh no, I enjoyed the movie. I just didn't think it was as clever as people seem oh, to think. Oh no, I, yeah, it wasn't super clever. I just thought it, it really did look into that issue of what's real and what's not, as far as emotions and that sort of stuff. Well, and and what's manipulation? What's real? What's not? And but that is analogous to people you don't know that you're getting a genuine response from another human being, for heaven's sake, let alone a machine that's pretending. I mean, we don't talk to each other outside this podcast. We just log on. I go, fuck off, Simon. You go, fuck off, David, and we skip record. That's true. When did, when did we last play anything together? Yeah, that's, we'll talk about that on Flashpoints. Wow time, mate. Legion launched last week. I'm only level 104. I was going to buy a Legion, and then I ended up just paying off my... Um, Gears of War for Xbox One S console because it's purdy. <laughs> Legion's good, but we'll talk about that on the other podcast. We shall. We shall. Um, all right. So, and you, you pronounce it right. So it's X X Machina, isn't it? Not X Machina. Uh, well, I believe it's X Machina, but I've, I'm uh, willing to be corrected on no, this. No, I think you're right because I'm not. University educated, so I'm not that smart. Yeah, but see, you knew it, and I didn't. See, you've just proved the hypothesis. I've always hated the elitism um, stuff that you, you get, or perception at least, of people that go to university. I mean, that's been bled dry in the last 20, thanks to Keating and Hawke and increasing accessibility, which is a really good thing at that early level. So I, I don't think anyone should be claiming I'm... I'm somehow better because I go to university. Surely most of that's been kicked in the ass by now. But I think it's gone too far the other way. Well, I remember when uh, this was in New Zealand, so granted it's uh, um, probably not representative of Western civilization in general, but my last year of senior high school was everyone trying to decide, well, do you know what you want to do? No, I don't know what I do either. No, I don't know. Oh, I'll go to teachers' training college. Oh, I'll go to university. Oh, I'll get a real job. These are the three options. Yeah. Um, basically, you ended up taking a test. Unless you wanted to become a lawyer, a doctor, or something like that, you ended up doing tertiary, or if you weren't smart enough, you'd do teachers' training college. <laughs> or nursing. Yeah. If, if you couldn't get an apprenticeship or a, any other sort of job, I ended up being a bank teller. So, uh, yeah, well, that was another common one in that era too: N- nursing, teaching, bank teller, retail. Yeah, yeah. And considering I was virtually enumerate, I don't know how I actually did that job. The funny thing is, the 
the uh, head accountant of the building society where I worked thought I should do um, take accountancy. He thought I'd be good at it. I'm going, what the hell have you been smoking? But if you'd done it back then, you'd probably be semi-rich by now and just been out of a job in about 10 years. I would. I'd probably be semi-rich. I'd also probably be completely psychotic. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> yes. Speaking uh, of psychosis, do you want to wrap this up or should we talk about K-pop? <laughs> no, let's definitely wrap it up. I'm trying to think of any... Well, yeah, so I'll do David Brent movie review next time. Um, I haven't seen any other movies. I did go and see The Whitlam's last Friday night. Oh, no, they're a, they're a, a, a musical band of some sort, I yes. believe. Yeah, um, Australian act, very well respected, so they were good. But I don't think I have any other reviews because the rest of it's gaming stuff. Wow, I'm not playing any Dis- Destiny because of Wow. And it's only, what, a few weeks till de- the Destiny expansion launches, so I'm desperate to get to 110 on Wow so I can do you what can I let- need to in Destiny. What? Well, I've, I've, I pre-ordered Destiny, uh, whatever it's called, but we'll talk about that next podcast. Yes. But now I don't have any other exciting reviews. Of, um, trying to get through Orange is the New Black latest series. Oh, that was the other interesting article. Um, someone did some maths. It's, it's about the ridiculous amount of quality content by the streaming services, which we're both very aware of. That you could basically put in 70-hour weeks watching this stuff and still not get through all the quality content by the end of the year. Yeah, I really haven't bothered watching any free-to-air television at all. They, they, they could cease to exist, and I wouldn't even notice. Same. Be- between Netflix and Stan, which is another streaming service here, uh, Presto isn't worth shit, so I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, operated by Foxtel, which is... If you're not Australian and you don't need to know if you are Australian, you probably know that Foxtel's already crap. Yeah. Uh, between, really, those streaming services and Red Letter Media, I probably haven't really needed to watch anything else. No. Um, which is a good thing. And, I mean, you, you're probably the same. I only have a handful of series. Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Orange is the New Black, and now Stranger Things. They're the big ones that I've just absolutely loved. I can't even keep up with that. Oh, Stranger Things is definitely something I want to have a, a much closer look at. I've, I keep meaning to get round to it, but invariably I keep watching reruns of Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> you know, come on. You'll love I don't it. Know why. I don't know why. It's, it's weird, but I find it oddly hypnotic. And I've just sent you a link if you want to have one very last thing because, you know, I know you appreciate a good Photoshop job. Well, you've just sent me a link, or yeah, you've I've sent... sent you a link via the you... wonders of our um, We Hate People communication system. Are you going to send everyone else a link as well? Uh, yes, actually, I will put this in the show notes. So it's a guy called James, I assume it's pronounced Friedman, F R I D M A N, and he's on Twitter. Some of you may be aware of him. And what he does is you, you ask him to change photos, and then he, he does things to them. Um, and some of them are absolutely laugh out loud sort of quality. Is it loading for you, Simon? Uh, <laughs> Jump to the second one of the two girls sitting on the bench. So someone's there's <laughs> these two girls sitting next to each other, and one says, "Hi, Jamie. We love one boy, and I want to send this photo to him. Can you make that I look great?" Spelled G R A T E. And other girl in black shoes look bad. Sorry, thanks. And then so he's made the girl making the request look like a grater. Um, but that, that's there's some really funny ones. So if you scroll down, there's some brilliant... It, it, it makes me think of Missing Missy. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that's right. That guy, he's, an, he's a South Australian guy, isn't he? It, it's very, very similar. And just this guy's Photoshop skills are superb. The, yeah, you, you'll get many hours of laughter scrolling through those. So yes, I'll put I that sh- in the show notes. I shall enjoy that. We're done. I think we are done, aren't we? We're about as done as we're going to get. I've got levelling to do. Yeah, well, me too. I, I, I have to, Actually, I've, it, this is kind of a sad admission, but in GTA 5, I uh, enable passive mode and then I just drive around the city listening to the radio. <laughs> I didn't understand that. That's, 
That is my online play. But imagine I, when you've got a good set of VR goggles and you can maybe get some um, feeling of air and stuff. Imagine how good that would be. Oh, even better would be the... This is where Battlefront... Oh, we're back into games. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Battlefront is actually going to become a worthwhile purchase is because you get the, the Battlefront um, VR experience free. Yeah, see? So, see, it's paid for itself. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm even excited for when WoW goes VR, so imagine some of the better graphics games. All your Pokemon, imagine it. Oh, God. All right, well, okay, let's wrap this up. We'll, we'll, consider, we'll consider this heifer corralled branded mints and sold for Ramadan. When is Ramadan? I don't know. I don't no, care. Ramadan was a while back, yeah. What's we, it? Okay, next yeah. Ramadan. Mmm, Ramadan. Mmm, pizza. Pizza. Uh, thanks for everyone. Thanks for everyone. Thanks to everyone. And oh, for dear. everyone. Thanks for everyone. Thanks for everyone and to everyone for listening and not deleting this disaster from your subscription. As always, we're keen to hear your thoughts on the podcast, suggestions for topics, conspiracy theories, and death threats. Just steer those towards David. Thank you. Um, any comments, send them to contact at oceanicgamer.com. You can follow us on Twitter. David's handle is at the Oceanic Gamer, and I'm at RPGBeatsRL. For earlier episodes, visit www.creativeshed.com or subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or possibly YouTube. I'm, I don't know anymore. Yeah, we've got it all. It's all there. Yeah, we're everywhere. Stitch has We're, been bought out by someone, but it doesn't seem to have impacted things yet. Probably probably Google. They're buying everyone. Mm. As long as it's not Apple, Apple sucks. Bastards. Bastards. Anyway, say, say good night, David. Good night, David. David. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a fantastic week. K-pop forever. Yay!